Quack, quack, a honk, honk, and a vroom, vroom to you. Good afternoon, and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures. I am Stan Poggle, and my co-host, legendary guide in freshwater fishing, Hall of Framer, Chris Kudak, joining me as always, where we chat Kudak, everything outdoors, from hunting, fishing, capping, um, playing pranks on your buddies, uh, four-wheelers and ice fish houses, and all sorts of fun stuff here today. Well, you know, you, you, when you're out having fun, turkey hunting, deer hunting, pheasant hunting, I mean, uh, ice fishing, you, you got to have a little fun to, to, to you know, have, have fun, I guess. I mean, we look who we got on for guests this morning, we, or this afternoon, we got Mr. Takasaki, you know, he's a transplant, you know, he was in Minnesota, and then he, he ran to the Dakota, so we, we can't harass him no more, but by phone, and, and Rod sure, you know, I don't think he got a turkey, so we could we're going to pick on him. But we got to we got to remind these guys on uh, Saturday, June June fifteenth uh, and sixteenth, we got uh, the Camp Confidence Classic. It's the the forty fifth annual. So I'm going to see if we can't talk Teddy into coming over and fishing that, and Ron to come up and fishing because they're talking about getting the grumpy old men pontoon going. Oh boy! All the all the older guys. Uh, we're going to see if we can't get the lenders on there. and uh, Well, I'm guessing if it's for the old-timers, you'll probably be on there as well. Well, no, I got I got another I mean, you had to have graduated into that class by now. Young, young gentlemen, but we're going to see if we can't get Roach on there. And, and a, bunch of the, a bunch of the guys, Marv Kep, that's been around there for a long time, we're going to get a pontoon. And we're not going to fish. We're just going to put them all in the pontoon and take them for a, a scenic ride for the day. And... You know, and have a good time. Well, I hope you're not in charge of the vessel driving. That's all I'm going to say because that could turn in a pretty uh, serious situation with you behind the helm. Well, I've got a few years of practice, so I think we can get by just fine. But if you could, you imagine with all them Hall of Famers and fishing guides on there, everybody be telling telling you where to go. We just go out in the middle of Lake Throw Anchor and put the gas grill on, and everybody can have hot dogs and have a good time. Yeah, that would be a great time, and uh, there'd be a lot of knowledge on that boat, that is for sure. But we're going to bring a lot of that to the show here. Uh, last week, we started with our good friend uh, Tom Keenan, pro walleye angler, and we're going to have more of those folks coming up here in the weeks leading up to the walleye opener. And this week, we have our good friend Ted Takasaki, and then also Ron Sherrill will be joining us a little bit later on, about 545, to chat about the uh, Minnesota-bound crappie contest, which now I hear has been post, or, uh, pushed back a couple of weeks. So uh, because of the ice, probably not going to be off by next weekend. So we'll get more information from Ron coming up here at 545. But with Ted Takasaki, it'll be a fun conversation. He, like yourself, Kudak, he's got years and years and years uh, experience on the lake, on the ice. And and uh, I know one thing he does on his Facebook is is the Ted's Tip of the Week or Teddy's Tips, and it's on there every once in a while. So if you find him on Facebook, he's a good one to follow because he's always got, you know, some of our real simple tips. He may have known them, but uh, it's it's always a good inform- informative uh deal with when he does those and we'll get into more of that because we got some good information last week but uh for me anyway as a as an amateur it's always fun to talk to the you know so-called experts in the field and and kind of get their take on things well you know teddy's been around in the industry for many many years tournament angler guide 
seminars. Teddy's been in. I mean, Teddy's Teddy's done a lot of stuff for the fishing industry. A lot of stuff. He was with Lindy for many many years. Uh, super nice guy. I mean, Teddy's one of them guys. He's an old old school angler. He's one of them guys. That if you walk up and talk to him, he's or ask him a question, he's gonna he's gonna take his time, answer your question. You know, he's he's knowledgeable of you know. He's he's got the new skins that he's he's promoting that now. Uh, fantastic unit for cleaning fish. Uh, all around, Teddy's an all around good guy. He's right up there with the with the elite elite group. He's not you know he's a hall of famer too. So I mean Teddy's got some good credentials. He's a he's a super super human being. I mean you you can't find a nicer guy than Teddy. Well, that's quite an accomplishment uh, coming out of your mouth, Kudak. So uh, we look forward to that uh, conversation with Ted Takasaki coming up next. Uh, but uh, a few things before we get to him, just a couple of things in the news here. The Rainy River uh, Sturgeon Tag season, that goes through the 7th here, Kudak. So it's kind of a special time for those sturgeon fishermen, and it's pretty much the only uh, open water fishing you're going to be doing right now. Well, yeah, yeah, and I, I see, I seen some postings here the other day that they were getting some big sturgeon up there, and I went over to Royalton to see my grandson here a little while ago, my grandkids, and I went through uh, the Benton Beach Road, they call it, uh, just a little bit north of Foley, and there's a road that cuts off the lake, it's Little Rock Lake, and there must have been at least 50 people standing alongside the bridge there, alongside the road, and it's warmed up there, it's opened up in there, and they're catching crappies. And by golly, if there wasn't a game warden over there checking them off. Well, I'm, just, I'm sure I there's probably a lot of just... Dis- <laughs> I wonder how many how many tickets he gave out standing there. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, get your license, people, if you're actually going to be out there fishing. I, that's one thing I can't stand for what the price is. And you can, you know, whine, whine and moan all you want about it as far as, you know, they're raising prices on this and that. But you know what? If you don't have 25 bucks in your pocket to go fishing, then don't go fishing, in my opinion. Well, buy, I, buy your yeah, license. Fishing licenses are pretty cheap. And, you know, if you're going to go out there and catch fish, you know, buy a fishing license. It's no different. Buy a hunting license, buy a duck stamp, buy whatever, buy a turkey license. Uh, I, you know, you got to buy it, you got to buy it. You know, you, you got There's your a, limits, you, you buy your license, you, you get your limits, and you go home. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just how it is in this state. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that they even have to go and uh, check everybody's license, but uh, it is what it is. And then another thing, uh, just uh, quickly here before we get in with Ted Takasaki here after the break, that new uh, carbon monoxide, the Sophia's Law, uh, that's going into effect on May 1st. So uh, anybody uh, with a... Enclosed accommodation compartment, which is defined as the following, either a designated sleeping accommodations, a galley area with a sink, or a uh, head department. Um, if It has to have all of those three. Um, and they did send some stuff out to a lot of boat owners, but uh, if you haven't heard of that yet, uh, I don't know where you've been, but it's been all over the news for the last couple of years. But uh, what was it here? A couple of years ago that, that uh, child passed away after a CO2 leak in their boat, uh, I think it was out on Minnetonka, as a matter of fact. And so now they came up with this new Sophia's Law in honor of their daughter. But um, d- another regulation, but I think, you know, for the 20 bucks he spent on a CO2 detector, I think it's a pretty pretty good insurance to uh, save you or someone else. Well, you bet. And I mean, you know, people, as I go down the road here, I've, I've seen a lot of guys got their boats out or, or you know, getting them ready, getting them cleaned up, putting trolling updating their batteries and doing all that, you know, make sure you check your life jackets, 
and your throwable cushions and your your whole you know make sure you go through all that and make sure you know opening weekend I've been laughing for years because I'll go sit at the public access or watch these people trade back both and some people do real well some people not so well but yep. you know I practice doing it go to go go somewhere go to a parking lot you know go to a school parking lot and practice if you if your first time boat order or whatever uh, go you know, go practice for a little bit or have your wife practice I mean I've seen some gals back boat trailers in and I'm looking at them going geez she's pretty good at that yeah, like, there's my keys back mining for me too, will you? <laughs> exactly. I'll buy the beer you uh, drive. How's that sound? But uh, and and don't forget to put the don't forget to put the plug in too because I've been I've fallen victim to that a time or two. Uh, that's never oh, fun. Yeah, you get yeah, out there I and start to, sinking. <laughs> it's 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 you know, it, it's you're better better safe than sorry. Check everything over. I'm right now. I'm I'm thinking. You know, my winter stuff, putting that away, getting all my summer stuff out. I, I called my JT rods out yesterday, cleaning all them up, checking the eyes. I mean, I got all my line coming, so when my line gets there, I can spool everything up. I'll have my bass rods spooled up and my walleye rods spooled up, and I'll have everything ready to go. Well, it sounds like I'm going to have to ship my rods up to your neck of the woods, and you got all that nice line to put on there for me. It sounds like you're going to be doing it anyway, so... Maybe you'll have to get mine ready for the season two, there, buddy. Stanley, with all the time you got, ah. I don't know why you don't get a job at YZ Bait helping them fix reels or do something <laughs> or clean middle tanks because you ain't done nothing all winter long. Oh, let let's he coming from you? Sidecar Stan. I, somebody asked me the other day what you did. I said, "Well, his girlfriend or fiance lives down in Marshall," and I said, <laughs> "Between there and Iowa." And whatever else he's doing, who knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, you work hard in the summer, you have to have a little free time, too, to have some fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've, got, you've got to follow in my footsteps, and then you'll know what work is. Oh, yeah. Well, you do. I will give you this. You get up early, but then you're taking a nap by about 9 o'clock, and then you take another break for lunch about 1, and then another break about 3, and then you're done by 5. So, you know, you take all those breaks out of there, and you'd maybe actually work for a living, but... Well, I was out. I was out raking this morning and doing this and doing. My helpers were supposed to come, but they didn't show up. So, I, I, I went as far as until my back started to give out on me, and then I said, "Well, that's enough is enough." Well, the stories are getting uh, longer on down the line, and I'm sure our good friend uh, Ted Takasaki will have some for us as well because he's known uh, Kuduk for quite a while, and it's always fun to chat with him. We're going to be chatting. Uh, walleye opener and some maybe tips and tricks and techniques to uh, enforce out there on the water uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks here in the great state of Minnesota. So we'll do that. Ted Takasaki, Pro Angler, coming up next here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. You get a line, I get a pole. We'll go fishing in the crawfish hole. Five cop poker on Saturday night, church on Sunday morning. You get a line, you get a line I get a pole. I, get a pole. We'll I tell you what, Kudak, you've been uh, sending some good requests lately. I, I'm proud of you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I was out today. I was driving down the road yesterday. That, that, I haven't heard that song for a while. And I said, boy, we better put that one on this weekend. You know, you do have to do a little better on actually getting me the name of the song instead of just like two words in the song because it makes it a little hard to find them for me. You know, I'm, I can't I know every song out there. The whole name of the song. 
You did not give me the name. It doesn't matter, but uh, we'll figure that out later. We got to get to our good friend Ted Takasaki here, Kudak, because uh, I'm sure he's always, as always, he always brings a wealth of knowledge to the show here on Outdoor Adventures and always has good tips and uh, all-around good guy, like you said. So let's uh, bring him in right now. Mr. Ted Takasaki, good afternoon, sir. How are we doing? Hey, gentlemen. <laughs> Teddy, are you out fishing? Uh, what, are you, what are you up to over in Dakotas there? Are you, are you, you know, I should be out fishing, but I'm rigging my boat right now. So, uh, you know, it, uh, until a boat's rigged, it's hard to go fishing. <laughs> well, you must have two or three of them in the back storage shed, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're sitting all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a tough problem. I I I already gave them how how good of a guy you are. I, I really have you up a little bit. But uh, by the way, if you if you're around town in in uh, in June 15th to the 16th, we got the Cap Confidence 40 or 35th annual. Classic, and we're looking for a few guides. We're going to try to get a pontoon boat, a grumpy old men pontoon boat. So we're going to get Roach, the Linders, Barb, Kepper, wherever we can think about <laughs> putting on the pontoon boat to go fishing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but could you give? Yeah, I'd have to take a look at uh, my my calendar. I, I know tournaments. Uh, tournaments always seem to get in the way of my summertime uh, fun. You know. <laughs> what are you What are you doing for tournaments, Ted? Where are you fishing at, and uh, uh, when is that coming up? And what actual circuit are you on? Well, I'll be leaving next week. Uh, next week for uh, the National Walleye Tour, um, and that that was actually just just rescheduled from Red Wing, Minnesota, on the Mississippi, to uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, on Lake Winnebago because uh, the river is running high and and uh, pretty much. Um, I don't believe. I think it's going to be above flood stage by next okay. week. Okay. So well, I was wondering it. about that because we actually just we just had uh, Tom Keenan on, who I'm sure you know if you fish in the NW2, and he was saying, you know, it was down Red Wing, but that's good to know that they they updated that and changed that. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's uh, it's a for sure. Yep. Too so, bad. I, I love Red Wing, uh, but I don't mind Winnebago either, you know, the Winnebago <laughs> system. Uh, you know, this is kind of really such a strange spring it stayed cold so late now it's gonna get uh, warm real quick so you know i mean um it'd be interesting to see where these fish are sitting at this time and that's what i was going to ask you this time of the year uh, of course like you said it's a little bit of an odd year uh, with the big temperature swings and the late ice but uh, typically what what are maybe let's just say uh, to be generic you know two or three things that you look for and that you focus on um, this time of the year as far as maybe either water temperature or colors or or yeah. parts of the lake? Well, I, you know, I think uh, certainly for Minnesota, the opener, uh, we've got, a, we've got uh, a, few more, uh, a couple more weeks anyway, a few more days left, uh, and uh, it's going to be warm here. So things are going to catch up quick. I mean, it's interesting where fish, you know, it, it even if even if the ice is around for a long time and and when it gets warm, I mean things turn on and turn around real quick. So uh, I would still be looking for these fish uh, in shallow. Um, look for hard bottom areas where where they they're congregating to spawn. Um, these water temperatures are still pretty cold, but they're gonna it's gonna zoom up here real quick. I mean as we get into uh, the opener at the 13th uh, of May, I believe, is the opener from Minnesota. It's 
they, they're going to they're going to be still pretty close to your typical opening day opening day uh, fish. And that's that is I, if the ice is out by then. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's a big question right now here in most of the state, at least uh, north of ninety four. But that's what I was going to ask you because you hear well, water temperatures, and then other people are like, "Well, it's the season." Now we're a couple of weeks behind as far as weather goes. But is it always just? You go off the water temperature rather than what time of the year it is um, as far as where the fish are going to be? This is what I believe, and again, there's no scientific you know, uh, evidence to back it up, but uh, from what I've seen, it, it seems to me that uh, the fish, um, their behavior is predicated upon length of day, and as these days start getting longer and longer, um, you know, they might be delayed you know, a few days due to water temperature, but as soon as that water temperature catches up, boom, they're uh, they're back into their typical typical uh, spots and behaviors. So it's um so so it, for it, example, it will I, be behind a little bit. But yeah. you know, I mean, if it if there's ice on the lakes, I mean, obviously it's going to be tough to try to get at them, and yeah, and the water temperature is going to be much colder than normal. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, because you know, normally, let's say you know, everybody talks about you know that forty-five to fifty-five degree range. Well, obviously, it's going to be a little longer this year before it gets to that. But you're saying even if there's a little bit of ice on the lake, it don't matter. The days are long, and that's right. they're going to do it anyway, whether the water's forty or fifty. Exactly. Yeah, okay. they're 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 going to be in their typical spots. In my opinion, they'll be in their typical spots. If the water temperature starts warming up, they're going to be on a feed, and I would be fishing shallow, looking for. You know, just a few degrees water temperature difference can make all the difference in the world. And I'd be looking for uh, uh, incoming current, um, hard bottom areas, and uh, I'd probably be pitching jigs and shiners, jigs and minnows, and maybe even jig and plastic. We're chatting with Ted Takasaki, Pro Angler. He's on the National Walleye Tour. You can check that out as well as you can find him on Facebook. And uh, we're chatting with him and my buddy, co-host, Chris Kudak. Now, Kudak, uh, what do you usually focus on this type of the year, and what can you uh, offer up to the listeners as far as uh, things to look for, whether it's weeds or rocks or sand or current, anything like that? Well, you know, I'm a... I'm a rock guy or a sand guy. I'll go up to the north end with you know because the sand usually warms up a lot quicker. So I'll go up and look at that, and and it all depends. You know, I don't think we'll be out there on opener this year. I'm almost. I would think we're going to be a week week after opener before we get at Malak because they're still driving trucks out there. So, um, you know, and I'll go. I got rocks, some rock piles, and rock. You know, some it's transition, and you look at the water temperature. The fish, you know, they'll they will spawn under the ice. And, uh, you know, there's, there's going to be fish there, but you go shallow. You go shallow and you go slow. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'll either go up, if I'm up in the sand, I'll rig them with some, with some leeches or some minnows or maybe a crawler. And if I'm in the rocks, then I, then I go back to my famous bobber. You know, I, I, I like my bobber, my little jigs and my little leeches. And, uh, you know, you can always scratch a few out there. We're chatting with Chris Kuduk and Ted Takasaki here on Outdoor Adventures. And, Ted, uh, before we go to break here, we'll come back with more of you, but where can uh, people get more information as far as if they want to follow you on the walleye tour? or uh, just uh, I know one thing you have that I've caught a lot of on Facebook is your Ted's tips and, you know, everything from getting a hook out of your finger to, you know, 
how to net a fish to tying certain knots or what line to choose or what rod or reel to choose. Lots of good tips on there with Ted Tips, but where can people get more information from you, Ted? You bet. That's a, that's about the best way that I can interact with fans and friends. And uh, um, my Facebook page is at Ted Takasaki. And, um, you know, I do these weekly tips to try to educate and try to, you know, help people catch more fish. And uh, it's been very well received. Um, so, you know, and, and if people have questions, they can private message me. And uh, I always get back to um um, my, my, the folks that, that are asking questions through the messaging uh, portion of Facebook. So um, it, it, it by far is the best way to, to try to interact with me and uh, and to pick up some, some great information. Well, besides doing uh, things that most guys uh, would love to do, uh, being out on the water all the time fishing, but I, I'm guessing you probably do some seminars and educational stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Every winter is really booked up. I mean, every single weekend I'm somewhere doing seminars or making appearances. Uh, we're kind of a little bit past that now. I mean, right now I'm, you know, in the, in the boat rigging <laughs> business and uh, trying to get the, trying to get the boat ready uh, for open water. And uh, where are, are do you have a place picked out or are you just getting prepped for that uh, tournament there in Oshkosh? <laughs> yeah, that's or are you keeping it a secret right now? <laughs> It made a we made a, a complete 180. Uh, we were supposed to go to Red Wing on the Mississippi River um, next week, and uh, basically, uh, due to the high water and the flood conditions, they've uh, made the decision to move the tournament over to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, on Lake Winnebago, uh, of which you know it's still going to be a river tournament. You know, so we're going to be uh, going up these the Fox and the Wolf Rivers and uh, trying to see if we can catch a fish or two. Excellent. Our guest is uh, pro angler Ted Takasaki. We're uh, getting information from him on the walleye opener, what things to try, what things to look for. Um, we're talking a few little temperature and weather as well because that's obviously going to be something people are going to be uh, keeping a definite eye on here over the next couple of weeks leading up to the opener on the 12th. Also, we have Ron Shera coming up. We'll chat the Tonka Crappie Contest. That has been moved, I believe, two weeks out to the 19th. We'll get a confirmation on that from Ron here uh, towards the end of the show, about 5.45 today. And we will continue with my co-host, a uh, couple of Hall of Fame fishermen on here, folks, if you want to chat with them, uh, 651-989-5855, 651-989-5855. Ted Takasaki and Chris Kudak joining me, Stan Poggle here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. FM 103.5 and the free iHeartRadio app. Chewing on a hickory twig, pass that bottle, I'll have me Into the second day. half here on Outdoor Adventures, I'm Stan Poggle, Chris Kudak joining me as well, and our good friend Ted Takasaki as well. Here we go, Kudak. This is what I'm going to be singing when I kick your butt at the opener. Here in a country street of mine. You're going down, buddy. I'm going to be catching them fish like they're going out of style. What's that? you got to remember. And, uh, you know, some fishing equipment because you're on your own. I already have my equipment ready. I'm bringing it up to you to to rig it up for me. That's right. Did you hear that, Teddy? I heard that. Yep. So, uh, me and Kudak, he's he's finally going to... let me challenge him to a little uh, battle royale, as we call it, in the fishing boat. 
Yeah, everybody. There's there's always a competition somewhere. Yeah, and but, I, I think then, I'm probably going to get my butt kicked. But the, you know, I have to talk a big game leading up to it. You know. There you go. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. You got to have confidence. You know. Yep, exactly. So Teddy, Teddy, give us what. What are you? Are you? Are you? Uh, getting all your stuff ready, your crate baits, I'm sure, and your jigs and all that stuff. Uh, oh yeah. Do, do you sharpen all your hooks before you you? You know, get them get them in the boat, and 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 you know, like the rest of us, always got a hook sharpener and, and some way to get a hook out of your finger. Because I see one of your tips there, you had one stuck in your thumb, and I went, oh "Boy, how many times has that happened?" <laughs> yeah, you know, man, I think the biggest thing right now that a person can do is making sure they got fresh line. I mean, fresh line is absolutely critical when it comes to fishing. Uh, when you get that big one, you certainly don't want the line to break. So you can always change all your line out. And then at that point, you know, it's um, kind of just arranging your tackle so it's easy to be able to find. I mean, you know, I mean, I have so many different tackle boxes. And what I typically do is I go through them all, make sure that the right type of crankbaits are grouped with the right kind of, you know, the right kind of crankbaits. And then, and then the, the boxes are all separated and kind of, I know exactly where everything is, and that's really the biggest thing for me is uh, um, organizing the tackle, making sure I know where it is. And um, and so as we get into into these tournaments, and uh, I start packing things, I, I usually know what I want to bring to these specific uh, tournament locations. Uh, we're going to be in Oshkosh this this next week, and uh, I'll be um, I'll be uh, throwing jigs and and uh, working jigs and minnows and jigs and plastics. So I'm going to make sure I have all my plastics ready, all my jigs ready. And then, uh, and then from there, you know, we might be doing some crankbaits and, and, and casting crankbaits shallow. Cause I, I think it's going to be a shallow bite. It's going to be, uh, I'm going to be looking for current and uh, there's a lot of current and there's a lot of rivers and there's a lot of river. Uh, there's a lot of shallow water up there. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. And I'm sure you're more organized than a lot of the anglers out there because you have to be because it's it's always a competition what you're doing in the tournaments and that. But I've I've you mentioned changing line. I never I never got that about certain people. You know, it, it's it's a couple bucks to spool your line your rod and reel. You know, and and they'll yeah. sit there and try to you know pull half of it off and then tie another piece of new stuff to save fifty feet or a hundred feet. And it's just you know when you get that fish on. That that's maybe the fish of your lifetime. You you don't want to lose that over no, over I mean, a two dollars spool. Exactly. Of if if you get a fish on, if you get a fish hooked, and he opens his mouth and turns, and then the hook pops out. I mean, there's not a whole lot you can do. Maybe you're pulling a little bit too hard, or you didn't give him. You, you want to make sure that you have a steady pressure, not too much pressure, not too little pressure, but just let the rod do all the work. But the thing is, if you if your line breaks, to me, that's my fault. If I if my line breaks, that means I've definitely put too much pressure on the fish. I haven't changed my line. Maybe as I was casting, it come across a rock and I had a little nick in it, and I didn't check it before I made that next cast. I mean, it, line is the only thing between you and a fish, and that's really critically important. And I know early in the year, too, you forget a lot of the other things. If you're going to be doing it, a lot of people forget their slip bobbers or a split shot or a bell sinker or, 
you know, a, a, along those players in case one swallows right. it. You know, it's it's all those little things that make your day. And and I've had it happen to me too, thinking, oh, you know, I have it in this box, and yep, everything's ready to go. Right. And then I get out there, and all of a sudden, oh, that's right, all my bobbers and sinkers were in that box that I didn't grab. This is what I this is what I do, and it, and it really has helped me over the years. I visualize what I'm going to do. And, you know, like to the, to the, even the point where I'm, ca- as I'm casting, I'm thinking, all right, I'm, this is all in my head before I even get there. Uh, throw the jig out. I'm going to work the jig on the bottom. Well, mm, got it. This color is not working. So I'm cutting the jig off and I'm putting it in a box. And then if the box isn't there, then I'm going to make sure that, you know, I, I write a list. So as I'm going through all these motions in my head, I'm writing all the things that I need down. And then I want to make sure that I have them at my fingertips. So that visualization has really worked well with me as far as making sure I've got everything I need, when I need it, where I need it, and um, uh, writing lists. I mean, I got to have lists, otherwise I'll forget. And Teddy, are you using are you using the super light? Are you using the the braid? Or are you using the floral carpet or monofilament? What's what's your favorite for pitching jigs? I, I probably use seventy uh, percent super braid line and then thirty percent monofilament or fluorocarbon, and it kind of depends on what I'm doing. If, it, if it's jig fishing, I usually have a super braid line in ten to twelve pound test, which has got the diameter of uh, two to three pound test monofilament, so it's very very thin. And then um, I usually tie in some sort of fluorocarbon. Uh, on occasion, I'll tie the super braid direct to the jig, but a lot of times I'll have fluorocarbon, a fluorocarbon leader of about a foot and a half to two and a half feet long. And do you put a swivel on that, or are you just tying that direct, Teddy? I've done it two different ways. I'll put a small, tiny little barrel swivel, a number 12 or 14 barrel swivel in between, but I've been experimenting a lot with these different types of knots, and I'll, if I'm going to be tying direct to the super braid, I'll use either an Alberto knot or a, um, uh, well, that's probably, yeah, that, that, that is probably the knot that I'd probably tie between, uh, fluorocarbon and, um, super braid. And now are you going to use, uh, I would say 75% live bait, 50, you know, the rest plastics or, what do you think? Yeah, if I'm jigging, usually I'm going to be using some sort of live bait. You know, in in a rare in in some of the some instances, uh, you know, plastics work pretty well, but it's pretty hard to beat live bait. Yep, yep. And Teddy, you know, you could you could go to our web page and post how people can get a hold of you. That's open to you. So you go to our web page and Outdoor Adventures, and you you can put whatever you want on there. Uh, your, how you're doing your tournaments, how people can get in contact with you, how, uh, you know, whatever you want to put on there, go feel free to put it on there. You bet. I appreciate that. Outdooradventures.com. Yeah, you just find us on Facebook, Teddy. We're, I think oh, we're actually Facebook. friends on there, yeah, but uh, it's just Outdoor Adventures, and uh, all of our previous episodes are on there, links to, like, you guys, our guests here. So, uh want to thank you again for joining us here. Always a wealth of knowledge, and we wish you uh, best of luck here on the tour this summer. And uh, I'm guessing where else are you going to be uh, fishing? I mean, not just tournaments, but do you ever get out just uh, 
Just start with friends and family, and where do you where do you typically look to go there? Oh yeah, every once in a while, uh, the family got to take the girlfriend or the kids out uh, fishing. So um, usually, I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, so a lot of times we'll go right out to the Missouri River system, uh, uh, which is Francis Case or Lake Oahe mm-hmm. are probably the two main reservoirs. Or Sharp, Lake Sharp, Oahe, and, and Francis Case are probably the three reservoirs. Well, well, Teddy, when you get over here towards towards my neck and what you give me a call, we'll go jump in the boat and go out and sit on that rock pile like we did that one day. Hey, that was a great time, no doubt about that. You guys got some big fish over there. I don't care what anybody says. I think uh, the walleyes, the muskies, the crappies, the perch, uh, it's uh, Mill Axe is still an awesome lake. Yes, it is. Thanks again, Teddy. We really appreciate it, and best of luck on the tour and uh, with everything else. Nice talking to you again. Thank thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. That is uh, Ted Takasaki, Pro Angler. You can find him on Facebook as well, and we'll uh, post a link to the show here after uh, we're done here at the top of the hour. And uh, I want to remind you as well, coming up at the top of the hour, Black Republican, Black Democrat, they got another great show talking politics and the news of the week here coming up uh, right after Outdoor Adventures. Before we go here, we got one more segment to go. Uh, we got Ron Shera coming up. At uh, the next segment, we're going to chat the Minnesota-bound crappie contest out there on Lake Minnetonka. We have some updates. you got to remember, Stan, he had a birthday last week. He did. He got one year older, so we'll probably, well, I'm sure you will for sure. We'll razz him about that. So uh, we'll chat with our good friend uh, Ron Shera coming up next to Minnesota Bound here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free radio app. A wooden ball. Digging deep holes I'm not made For paving long roads I ain't cut out To climb highline poles But I'm pretty good At drinking beer We are getting ready for the annual Tradition of walleye fishing here The opener coming up in a couple of weeks May 12th We're we're wishing the ice away And uh, we're wishing good times here in the final segment On Outdoor Adventures and uh, Chris Kudak joining me, Stan Poggle, and we have special guest, uh, really needs no introduction, Kudak. But uh, I always have love, love having Ron Scherer on Kudak because he's the one guy I know out there that has some, some dirt on you. And one of these days, I'm going to find out. Right, Ron? Well, uh, we'll have to spend uh, quite a bit of time together because, uh, you know, he, he's left quite a, quite a trail. Yeah, we could write a trilogy about him, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd be glad to yeah. do it sometime. You know, I'm, I'm watching a show this morning with Rod Sure on it, and he and I've known Rod since I've probably been oh god, it's been in my teens because we used to hunt to give do a little boat back in my younger days, and uh, Rod is one of the one of the top outdoorsmen, nice guy. Uh, this and that. I mean, I could go on and on about Rod Sure. Everybody knows Rod Sure Raven. But when I watch his daughter walking through the house with a basket of clothes and, and, and beefcake the dog or whatever it is, I one of these days I'm going to go knock on his door with my laundry, and I'm going to walk through his house and do my laundry there. <laughs> that is <laughs> a good be, one. <laughs> you'd be welcome, Chris. <laughs> and the best part is, Ron, happy birthday. You must have turned 35 again. Well, you know, I started counting backwards a few years ago, and I, I find that's very effective. And, and by the way, before I forget, June 
15th and 16th, Camp Confidence. It's their 40 or 35th anniversary for the, the, the Confidence Classic. We're looking for guides up there, and I talked to Bob Slayball yesterday, and we're going to get a pontoon. It's going to be the Grumpy Old Men pontoon. So we're going to see if we can't get Roach and the Linders and, and the Marv Kemp and uh, whoever else we can get to go on. The, we're not going to go fishing. We're going for a boat ride just for the day to for people to come up and visit you guys and autograph. So if you can get away that day, we appreciate it if you could come up there. I would told them I would mention it, and I'd like to see it come up. Well, I appreciate the invite. I I, uh, I don't know what I've got going. I know uh, i got something, I think it's the weekend before on the Mississippi River. Um, one of the Vikings is putting a fundraiser on kind of a tournament, a uh, bass tournament, and uh, asked uh, ask me to, come down there for some darn reason it's that near red wing on the mississippi river but um i'm not going to compete i don't think maybe i'll, I'll just go fishing and uh, we're chatting with ron share here from uh, minnesota bound and uh, be, i want to get to some other stuff too ron but uh first off we should probably mention the crappie contest uh coming up we had to push that back a couple of weeks it sounds like but i think personally it's going to work out great as far as you know the right temperatures in the water and those fish are going to be biting i think well, yeah, we we uh, we had to make a kind of an early decision. Uh, DNR uh, needs a permit for this, but so we had to revise the permit date. They wanted they wanted a couple of weeks' notice for that, and uh, it was getting too close to call. So yeah, we moved the uh, Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest back to May 19th on Saturday at uh, headquarters, Lord Fletcher's. Everything will be the same. We've got a ton of prizes, uh, uh, including uh, for the a secret crappie weight if you happen to catch it you could win a uh, a um, alumacraft uh, boat uh, uh, mo- uh, trailer and uh evan root outboard so it's a pretty nice prize um and you don't have to catch the biggest crappie you can you can catch maybe the whatever the secret weight is and i don't even know what that is but uh so it's kind of a fun thing well that's what makes it, it makes it fair for everybody and you know whether you get a little small crappie or a big uh, slab of ruski, it doesn't matter what weight you get as long as you are close to that secret weight, which you reveal uh, uh, the day of the tournament. So people can go to mnbound.com, mnbound.com. They can register ahead of time for that crappie contest, or they got walk-up stuff, I know, uh, every year as well, and there's some great prizes out there. And, and you know, for those people that want to meet people like yourself, Ron, and then the up-and-comers that, you know, Hopefully, we'll continue to do what you've done over all these years and continue to promote the outdoors and hunting and fishing. Uh, a lot of those folks out there as well that'll offer up insight, and you can chat with them. And uh, you know, you may even get lucky enough to you know wet a line with them. Well, this is the fiftieth year of the crappie contest. So obviously, we haven't uh, uh, ran it all those years, but it almost died about uh, six. Uh, six years ago or so, and uh, uh, some of the major sponsors, the people who put it on, uh, went away again, or mountain went away, blah, blah, blah. And, and so I just felt it was way too important to let that uh, event go away because the uh, crappies want to bite then, and uh, it's just a great thing for uh, parents, families, kids, um, and everybody, uh, almost everybody catches crappies. So <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, I can even catch them that time of the year. Uh, are you planning? Are you planning on going anywhere for the opener? Well, I normally go up north of Winnie, and uh, 
That isn't uh, happening. <laughs> that's if he too now. Uh, if not, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go fishing somewhere. I might end up in, uh, in uh, Minnesota, in the southern part, or maybe not southern, the central part. Some of those lakes will be open, um, or I'll go to northeast South Dakota. Okay, so he well, sounds sounds like you have some options. Crappie contest run. What was that, Kudak? I said I'm even going down to Ron's crappie contest this year. I'm going to go get free donuts from Ron. You can have free donuts. Uh, you may have to <laughs> take me fishing because I I don't have much time, so I don't even bring my boat. You just have to keep an eye on him though, because his eyes seem to wander whenever he gets around that uh, Lord Fletcher's establishment. I've seen him. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm not even going to bring a boat down, Ron. I'm just going to drive down just to visit and uh, see all the all the guys that show up down there, Mike Curry and the, and the rest of the guys. Well, that's good. We'll look forward to seeing you. Well, thanks again, Ron, uh, for joining us here on Outdoor Adventures. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll send them over to your website, mnbound.com. And uh, thanks for all you do uh, for, from a viewer of many, many years and growing up watching you, even with my old man watching uh, myself grow up and you grow up uh, alongside of me. It's pretty cool to actually be talking to you here on the radio, and uh, I, I appreciate all the things you do to you know promote the sport, the outdoors, uh, just the beauty of nature we have here in the state. Well, I appreciate that. I, I'm looking forward. It's been too dang long for uh, Chris and I to fish together. we got to change that. And uh, uh, Well, I guess we did fish last summer, and and uh, that was a lot of fun. We got to do it again, Chris. Yep, yep. We got to do it a few times this summer. We got to do it. We got to go out and do a little bass fishing, but we got to also go out and do a little walleye fishing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, thanks, uh, Ron. You know, if you want to post anything on our Outdoor Adventures Facebook, you you're, you're more than welcome, and and to keep people on the loop or Stad, get a hold of Stad, and he could throw it on there. And and if you got anything else coming up, you you want to let us know, but feel free to call us. Thank you. I appreciate that opportunity, and thanks for having me on, boys. Thank you, sir. That is uh, Ron Shera. Doesn't uh, need any more explaining than those words. Just Ron Shera, and uh, you know who I'm talking about. But uh, it's been a fun show, Kudak. Uh, we got a couple of minutes here left to go. Uh, lakes, I don't think anybody's probably getting out uh, ice fishing in too many spots. You may be able to do a little shore fishing. I noticed uh, coming into work today, there's... Some water uh, or ice opening up along the shorelines on Minnetonka. It's not a lot, but it, it it's getting there. It's going to be a long time to get there, I think. But, you know, we have had some pretty warm temperatures. I know the ice is uh, pretty much that dark blue honeycombed, kind of darkish, bluish gray color. So it definitely, the ice is a lot weaker than it was. So if you do plank your way out there or float out and jump on an iceberg, just remember those things do break up, and uh, you might be floating away. So uh, do it at your own risk. But uh, I'm sure there probably are some people that are still, you know, hopping around on some icebergs out there, uh, catching a few through the ice. But we're, uh, the way well, we the got guys is on. Still, still, still driving four-wheelers out now. Uh, the trucks, like a couple weeks or a week ago, they were driving trucks, but now it's four-wheelers. They're planking. Yeah, the shoreline's getting a little weak, but I'll tell you what. Be careful. Take your life jackets, your flotation devices, your your Nevelis. If you're taking a four-wheeler, you know what? 
we got a lot of fishing left in our lifetimes. Don't go out and drown for a fish. Yeah, and we only got a couple of weeks here, and I think we'll be uh, most places, not every place, but, you know, it's going to be maybe a week or two later than normal, but uh, you can get out there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, a couple of public service announcements here, Kudok. The first one is uh, make sure you're looking out for motorcycles. I mean, it's just... They have been out in uh, full force over this last week. I mean, you didn't see any cycles because the roads were dirty and there was ice slicks and snow banks and everything else. And now that it finally got warmer, so please, please, uh, for those motorists out there, uh, keep an eye out for those motorcycle guys. They're all good guys. I'm one of them, and I I, I don't want to lose against a vehicle. So just make sure you uh, look twice when you're coming off that off-ramp or uh, coming on an off-ramp. Uh, just keep your eye out for motorcycles. Yeah, yeah, and that's, uh, you know, I, I seen a bunch of everybody was out, the motorcycle guys are out today on my journeys around, and I seen a lot of, a lot of bikes out, like you said, be careful, you know, look both ways, take your time, don't be in a hurry, and don't smuck somebody. And one more PSA I have, Kudak, the Minnetonka bunnies are out, so be aware of the Minnetonka bunnies, there's lots of rubbernecking going out there in my area right now. So uh, yeah, I should, prob- I should probably head down there and take, bring bring my motorcycle and go for a ride around the lake. And also, make sure you always have your sunglasses because I wore shorts for the first time here a couple of days ago, and it's it's pretty bright out there. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> see that coming. So uh, we will uh, chat with you here next week on Outdoor Adventures. That's my buddy Chris Kudak, legendary guide and freshwater fishing hall of famer. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. Black Republican, Black Democrat is coming up next here on Twin Cities News Talk.